0: Make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash B to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash B-E. Have you ever struggled with getting you or your audience excited about the topic you were instructing on? I know for a lot of us, this is a very real and challenging thing. Well, today our guest shares his own personal journey on this topic and how he found unique ways to not only overcome it, but add tremendous amount of joy for himself and his class. Doc Kim Duncan is an educator who created a course that taught life lessons to his students through comic books. It's a truly unique and inspirational story that I know you are really going to enjoy. So I'm going to stop yapping here and we can get right on to the show
1: are the Fabulous Learning Nerds, cause if you're tired of the old ways of getting it done, you've got the Fabulous Learning Nerds, Scott and Dan are making it lots of fun, the best ideas that you've ever heard, so everybody spread the word, they're gonna keep you wheels the Fabulous Learning Welcome
0: back, everybody, to another fantastic episode of Your Fabulous Learning Nerds. I'm Coach Shooty, your host, and not with us today because he's out and about in the family truckster, hanging out, having a good time as Dan. So we, uh, we reserve the right this evening to talk smack about Dan while he's having fun with his family. We hope you're having a great vacation. That being said, we aren't alone as always. Uh, She missed last week. We got um, a few notifications on where the heck is Abby Dawson. So here she is, everybody. Abby. Scott. How are you doing, my friend?
2: I'm good. I'm glad that my drop was so prominent now that we didn't have Dan's in
0: the way. It it was. It was absolutely You know what? It's so prominent that we could we could do the short one too if you want. I mean, should we? Yeah, I think we totally should in uh honor of Dan being gone. <laughs> there we go. Love it. Yeah. I mean, the the problem with Dan being gone is I I can't pull out another drop that will totally embarrass him. We're going to have to wait an entire week for that. So so that is a a groovy thing. Um Yeah, how was your uh, Memorial Day weekend?
2: It was nice. Kind of rainy at the beginning, but we had a gorgeous Monday, so who can complain? Oh, that's
0: fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Hot. Uh, That's all I can say. And not long enough. Like, the thing about coming back from Memorial Day weekend is that the day after, because you have Monday off, just feels weird, right? Yeah. Like, I'd rather have Friday off and then show up on Monday, because Monday, Tuesday together became a moose day. And that is the worst day of the week. Like, Moose Day is absolutely (laughs) disgusting. And I could not get bearings on what I had to do. I had to teach class at night and everything. It was just, it was god-awful. Thank God Moose Day is over. Um, But we're almost at the weekend. Um, Hey, we would check into uh, email. uh, We don't have any emails uh, this week. We have no new emails from Sergeant Scammer um that person did not write back that's unfortunate if you guys would like to email us you can reach us at learningnerdscast at at gmail.com and if you email us there we'll be sure to read it that being said are you ready abby we have a special guest with us this week
2: i'm so ready Let's
0: i'm so it. stoked i am awesomely stoked um Folks, uh, we actually have a, a professional podcaster, dear friend of of mine, with us tonight to talk some nerdy learning stuff. Uh, please welcome to the studio, Doc Kim
1: Duncan. Well, I'm. Thank you. I'm going to need you guys to turn it down, tamp down the excitement, tamp down the expectations, because I'm going to shoot for the low end of. The expectation curve, but thank you but you sound fantastic
0: right which is less post work for me so we've got that going for us which is fantastic <laughs> well thank you hey um so listen like we do with every new guest that that shows up we we'd like to get to know you want to know about your learning journey with a little section that we call what's your deal hey man what's your deal doc Kim.
1: What's your deal, man? Oh, man, my deal is it's an interesting journey. I will tell you that first off, um, I had literally no expectations of working in the learning field whatsoever. Um, For those of your those of the audience that doesn't know, I'm going to assume that most of the people don't know me because I'm relatively unknown. Uh, I currently work as a. Uh, after school program director, I've been doing that in here in New York City for about three years. Um, and it's for I, I work for a nonprofit organization, but the but they offer uh, youth services and we are based in a school. So I work in a school and the journey to here is literally one that I could never Ever, ever imagine um I started out, I would say from high school, college, whatever. I started out wanting to be in business, I wanted to do marketing, uh, and that was the journey that I started on. I ended up doing sales and for a corporation, and I hated it. I loved the people, loved loved talking and and being around people, but I hated the corporate life. And, but I did get to do some training opportunities, some coaching, some mentoring. So when I got the opportunity to leave corporate America, I jumped at it. Uh, I was actually, um, downsized as the, the term was, 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 was phrased. I was downsized, but I happily, happily jumped at it. And I took about a year, year and a half to try to start a coaching business. I wanted to be a life coach and then I tried, I wanted to, I transitioned into doing business coaching and had always had a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. So I tried to do that when the whole coaching phase, um, professional coaching phase kicked up and it didn't work out nearly the way I wanted to. So I, I spent a few years really trying to dedicate, um, to building that and, burned through all my savings and uh, it was bad. I, I ended up having to take on like freelancing jobs just to kind of, you know, pay the rent and, uh, just keep going. And then as fate would have it, luck would have it, the universe, whatever you want to, you want to say, I, bu- I met someone on one of my freelancing jobs. I actually, I was Uber. I used to, I was driving for Uber. I met someone who was a teacher. She had broken her leg. She needed someone to take her. She needed an Uber to take her to work because it was towards the end of the year. And we hit it off. We both shared a love of comic books. Um, I'm an Uber geek. If you guys don't know that, uh, I'm a super Uber comic book geek from way back. Been reading comic books. I can talk about comic books all day long. Geek culture, nerd culture, all of that stuff. Hit it off with this teacher. We became really good friends. And about. A year and a half or two years about after we met um, and we developed this friendship, she reached out to me one summer and was like, hey, I don't know. I think I know the answer to this, but I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm going to check. But would you be interested in teaching a comic book class for this program that I work, that works at my school? And I was, I was thinking that it was going to be like an after school club, something like that. But no, I was going to get paid. I was going to get paid to talk to kids about comic books. Pinch me. I'm like, wait a (laughs) minute. I'm being punked. The universe is joking. I've, I'm literally this. I've lost my mind. No, I was actually, someone was actually willing to pay me to talk about comic books. Mind you, had never been inside of a classroom never taught class never taught a classroom never had any formal training as a teacher um but I just love comic books and the program said hey we doing the- we're doing this par- partnership with the school and they want someone to teach it was they call it a studio class but it's kind of like an elective class for middle school 6th and 7th graders and some 8th graders um the last period of the day we're going to have someone come in teach an elective class for the, for the school and the school surveyed kids. And they wanted someone to talk about comic books. They wanted to learn about comic books. Great. Got the job, Loved the job. I learned as I literally, I learned on the job. I like did all like did one. It was only one class taught that class, cr- learned how to create lesson plans, how to do Google classrooms, all that stuff, taught the kids how to read, you know, create comic book characters, create comic books, went into the history of comic books. It was so popular that the school actually asked me the next year to come in and teach not only the middle school, but high school kids because high school kids wanted to join the class. Great. Loved it with I'm getting paid even more money to do what I love. Um, and then just as I developed, kept working with the program, they eventually kind of saw that I did have a certain set of skills from my corporate days, managing, teaching, coaching, um, supervising. And they actually, (laughs) I still can't believe they actually did this, but they, when they needed someone to kind of step into a supervisory role, they asked me to do it. And I said, yes. Uh, and here I am, sitting at home on a podcast talking about my learning journey when i literally had no idea that i was going to be on this journey but thank god that i am because i'm literally having the best time of my life i love my job i love the school that i work at i love my staff and i love the kids i love them the kids that i work with so That's my learning journey. That's my deal. Oh
2: my god, that's an incredible story. Is that how you met Scott? Was Scott trying to sign up for your class? (laughs) Because
1: (laughs) I
0: I waited overnight and the class was full. (laughs) Couldn't get in. (laughs) I first of all, I'm just so glad that you showed up. I knew good things were gonna happen when I asked you to show up. I. I'm just overwhelmed with joy. Uh, Our listeners can't see because it's an audio cast, but I'm smiling ear to ear (laughs) listening to your story because it reminds me of something really important that I have only recently discovered, which is this whole idea of pouring yourself into your passions and your quest for joy. Because so many of us, like raise your hand if this is you out there, folks, so many of us like we we kind of like live to work right and um so we just get up and we do our jobs and some of us don't like our jobs and and it's just a miserable experience versus you know um working to live right and so when you pour yourself into your passions things that you love i'm just amazing things happen right so I, i'm just it I'm at that phase in my life too where it's like what's so much more important to me is just that quest for joy. And I'm just super jealous, hashtag jelly, that <laughs> you, sir, <laughs> have found it. And you're a little younger than me, I'm guessing. But uh I, I just I'm super stoked that, that we get to explore that. Yeah,
2: I it it reminded me when when you said that you like randomly met this person who you just had this connection with um that it can happen like that i mean when i met scott we were working in the same company we weren't always working directly together but um it was one of those times where you met somebody who shared your passion and you know really good things can come from that from just allowing yourself to say i am gonna try and get to know this person because clearly there's something there that uh really sparks joy in both of us so i I love that story
1: uh you're absolutely both of you are absolutely right thank you um i i you can't no one can see this except the two of you but i when i talk about my story like i grin like a little kid because you're right scott um there is nothing like having your passion be the essential piece of your life um I, we, before this, before we hit the record button, we were talking about Memorial Day and the long weekend. And like every weekend, I'm like, all right, I gotta figure out how to keep myself occupied until Monday when I can get back into the office and do things. Cause I literally just love my job. And like I, I, when I first started, I, I felt guilty because there, I do know a lot of people that do not like their jobs. That hate their job, and I was I was that person. Like I, when I was working in corporate, uh, Sundays was the worst day for me because around three o'clock I get this. I would get this pit in my stomach, and Mondays I dreaded. I I could I would always counting to vacation days and trying to you know plan out sick days. Like i I think I'm gonna be sick next Mondays because I just knew I did not want to be there. So you had a case of the smundays, because
0: I get those all the time. A
1: horrible, a horrible reoccurring case of the smundays. Uh yeah, hate that. And but I'm cured. I'm I'm I am I am a cured person. I can. I'm here to tell you that uh, you can get past the smundays. It's not easy, but. It can happen, and when it does, life is good. life is good. so listen, I'm not making a a, a, a lot of money. um I work for a non nonprofit, so I'm underpaid, overworked, but I go to work every day with a not a smile, but with a light heart, a light heart. I have a light heart when I go to work, and i again, I love everybody at my job, so even the tiny humans that are sometimes um you know. Uh, uh, temperamental and 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 whatever else they may be going on with middle school and high schoolers but it it's it's really a good well
0: i'm super stoked i want to know more about this comic book class and i'm 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 even more stoked that there's going to be one or two moments of fantastic Inspiration. I know. I know. I'm setting. I'm setting you up. But that that is okay. This is going to be a slam dunk. So, folks, let's go ahead and, and without further ado, let's dive into this topic of the week. Lay it on us, man. I'll, I'll talk, talk, to you, talk to us about this uh, about this course and uh, some of your learnings from it.
1: So. It was, as I said, I was invited in. It was a partnership between the program and the after school program and the school. And they really kind of gave me a wide berth and said, this is the first time we're doing this. Uh, What do you what do you want to do? Like, I literally the 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 interview was. I met with the, the director of the, of the program. And then she took me up to meet with the principal and the vice principal. And they sat down on, on a conference table and said, um, so all right, comic books, comic book studio, what would you do? Like, what would you tell, what would you teach our kids? And I was just like, well, um, I had to basically fake it. to I mean, I literally was like, you know, I would, I love comic. I just, I spoke from the heart. I love comic books. Comic books was for me as an only child, uh, in New York city, uh, overweight at most of my life, comic books was an escape for me. It was a way to, to, to get out of my own head and, um, just be a part, lose myself in a, in a bigger universe. And, uh, the X-Men was an early favorite, uh, or Marvel, mostly Marvel comic books when I was growing up, but, um, But everything, anything comic book related. So I just said, you know, I think that would be a a good entryway for, particularly for middle school, sixth and seventh graders and some eighth graders. Um, Just the fact that, you know, they're still at that age where they love, where they're they're great, they're okay to express, you know, comic books and the love of comic books and geek stuff like that. I said, but then, you know, there's so much more into what comic books can be in terms of teaching kids about different aspects of life, different things about the hero's journey, different aspects about what, what, you know, decisions that make people turn out to be bad or quote unquote villains. I said, so honestly, what, what, it, what, the, what the course eventually morphed into was an introduction into comic book culture. And what we did was it was a multimedia approach. I, I used, utilized comic book movies like the animated movies from DC and Marvel. I utilized a lot of YouTube videos to, dim- to deconstruct um, heroes, villains, certain um, like popular storylines like Days of Future Past, The Dark Knight Returns like those classic comic books, uh, that I read, but now there's a totally new way of, of looking at them. Uh, and then I use like the the technology in the classroom. Like we, this was the first time that I was exposed to Google classrooms. Um, I had, I incorporate, I use PowerPoint a lot, but it wasn't like something that I was overly proficient in, but I got, really what well, got really good at using Google slides to create, um, presentations of, and, and using importing graphics and images from com- of comic books and making some really snappy presentations. So it became this whole like really multimedia, uh, uh, multimedia platform to expose the students to comic book culture, which is now a viable culture. When I was a kid, it was just comic books. It was comic books and the TV shows and the cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons. But now you have comic books, graphic novels. You have the whole MCU Marvel movies. You have games. You have you, know, you the whole world. There's a whole comic book culture, um, and I tried to really u- utilize the culture um, and bring that into the classroom, and it 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 was really good. Like. Um, we spent, there were some days where all we did was watch movies. And then there were some days when we had, I I had them create their own comic books and I would divide them up. And some of the really artistic, artistic kids that were really quiet, really came out with some detailed comic books and comic book characters that were fleshed out. And even the ones that couldn't draw, I made it so that, Hey, I can't me personally, and I will say this to my class. I can't draw a stick figure straight. I am not an artistic person, but I um, but if you could cut out or if you I'll even accept if you did a, a stick figure, if you did stick figures as your comic book characters, that's fine. And I let them cut out. I let them, you know, if they wanted to do something like make a graphic, um, a presentation on Google Slides, whatever they wanted to do, however they wanted to do it. I let them do it. And I think because I wasn't a classically trained teacher and I was just someone going in there as a love of a lover of comic books and the medium, I was able to meet them on their level, um, a lot of them. And we had some really interesting conversations, some really interesting debates, and it just really grew into this phenomenon. And it, it, it was so much so that when it became, when I was offered the job to become the director I, it was a it was a conflict for me because I wanted to cont- I wouldn't be able to continue doing the comic book class, um, at least not at the level that I was doing it. Um, but. You know, I was I have a child, I have responsibilities, I need a health care, oh, so um, I was like, yeah, this is the right move to do. But if this was me 15, 20 years ago, I'd be like, hell no, I'll stay in the classroom. But. So that's that's kind of where So that's so great.
0: And you brought up a couple interesting points. I want to back up just a little bit. Like for me, comic books and and superheroes, they have become our modern day mythology. Right? So if I think about I grew up and everybody taught us, you know, the Greek gods and myths, and and those were important because humans are We learn a lot through story, right? And that's what those were really designed for, right? So if we think about our mythology that I grew up on, it was like, oh, these are stories, right? So Zeus and Apollo, those were designed to help us grow and learn. But we learn a lot through stories. And what I find today, at least within the superhero uh, culture, is this idea of a modern-day mythology where they're – you you talked about the hero's journey, which I think is very prevalent. You've talked about you know um, lots of different things, but there's so many awesome, rich, and deep stories and myths. Talk to me about, like, or tell our audience what what's one that you would lead off with that would resonate with your students in an attempt to teach them something. Because I I don't believe that in the end. You just sat around watching cartoons all day. I really believe that at the end, purpose came through uh, a really interesting idea.
1: Yes. Um, there were some days where we watched cartoons, and that's, those, were my, those were my favorite days when I didn't have to do anything. I just wheeled the, the computer in and the TV and hit play on my computer. Uh, but uh, I, I'm trying to think because it was a few years ago, but... We covered some of, like, we covered... I know we we covered the uh, Infinity Gauntlet storyline because at the time, the Avengers was pretty prevalent and um, the build-up to Infinity War um, with the MCU was... It was right around that time. So, I know we covered the Infinity Gauntlet. um, We covered oh we covered some x-men stuff we uh we i know we covered the dark knight returns we covered uh we dove into oh justice league the the one of the retellings of the formation oh like the new 52 justice league uh we, we covered that and then um the the movies we kind of just went so what I initially tried to do was show them the difference between the comic books and the movie. So we showed them, um, the infinity war had had just come out or was just ready to come out. And most of the kids saw that or were, were, were ready for it. So I was like, all right, you love the infinity, you love infinity war. You love then, you know, you're, you're all into that. Let me show you, let's, let's go over the comic book. Let me take you through the comic book so that you can, read the comic book and understand kind of the source material. And then that was probably like the first, the first version of this, of, of that, uh, of that class. And then when I came back after the break, then I kind of made it more nuanced and I did a lot of research and learning and self self trying to improvement on teaching. And that's when I was creating, I, like, all right, so I want to create a unit on heroes. And what makes a good hero? What the hero's journey? Uh, what are some examples of modern versus classic heroes? What are some anti-heroes? What's an anti-hero? And Venom, um, the movie Venom was was out and, or, or coming out or around that time. So they knew about Venom. And so we talked about that. Then I did a unit on villains and you know bad guys and We watched The Dark Knight Returns because I think that's a classic example of like a perfect villain in that in that movie. Uh, No, excuse me, not The Dark Knight Returns. We watched The Dark Knight, the Christopher Nolan, the the live action, The Dark Knight. Uh, And then um, we did a unit on the teams and like how teams are formed and superhero teams and how everyone plays a part in a team or some how teams fall apart. And we did that. And we I let them make their own superhero teams and their own characters uh and it, so it, it, each unit built upon another so yeah so they, it wasn't just watching comic book cartoons and movies but yeah, <laughs> there was a big part of it.
2: i'm so fascinated by um the idea of using all of these comics as as a learning experience because first of all i was an english major had to go through the shakespeare class hated it couldn't relate to it didn't appreciate it I can't imagine I was alone. I would have loved to learn the same lessons through something I could relate to and wanted to watch on a Saturday night on my own. That aside. So I love that idea. But so often when the challenges I faced in my career trying to teach um, large groups of people is trying to find something that works for them. And that richness of the comic book field that there are novels, that there are cartoons, that there are you know these really sophisticated film series i mean do you see that having all these different options you're able to connect with people in a way that works for them so in a way that engages their brain um have you where do you see that and and do you do you want people to do more of it do you see opportunities for that in other parts of learning
1: absolutely so i later l- later in life i came to realize that i there were different types of learning styles. I'm a visual learner. I'm someone that if you, if I can watch something being done, I'm, I get it. I, I can copy it. I can imitate it. I can work it out a lot quicker. You can't read something to me and I'm going to understand it or, or anything like that, or listen to, you know, so I'm a visual learner. So I, I, I know that there are different learning styles out there and you're absolutely right abby the the vastness of the comic book universe the comic books the the movies the cartoons the video games all of that you can all of that is up for grabs and you can bring that into the classroom or the learning the learning environment it doesn't have to necessarily be a classroom uh it, you could bring it into a learning environment and you can you can reach that because as i said there were days where i played i played movies or cartoons there were days that i pulled up a youtube video and i let it play on how to you know why this was a great or why i remember specifically you know this one cart uh youtuber deconstructed um and broke down why the joker in the dark night was such a great um villain and i was able and then i was able to use that as a lesson and i was able to kind of pull out certain things from that video uh and then the the we were we were fortunate enough that i could order comic books actually graphic novels and the school paid for them and i was able to actually um give them to the kids and we asked them for them to be returned, but you know, if they didn't, no big deal. Um but we were able to actually put the comic book in their hand and let them take it home and read it. And not every not every kid is a great reader. Not every kid likes to read. I have a 15 year old son. Uh he he loves anime and he likes comic books, but he's not the hugest reader of comic books. He's he's much more apt to watch a movie with me than read a comic book that i recommend to him so i found that represented in my class and i was able to bring all those different types of media and and, and 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 things into play and not every kid i i won't say that i was that one teacher that reached every kid no there were some kids that were just like nah i'm just gonna sit here um, but I was able to, I, for the majority, I think I was successful in at least piquing some of their interest and getting them involved somehow. And I, I, I you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm trained as a salesman. I love helping people. So I'm really good on my feet and I'm really good in front of an audience. So once I got through the first couple of jitters, I was really comfortable in engaging and engaging with an audience and being able to pull. So I would say, okay, this group over here, you guys, you guys create your comic book, and then I'm going to work with this group, and we would just talk about things. And um, by the end of the end of the semester, you know, every kid created a comic book, whether it was as part of a group. Um, or some did it by themselves, but everyone did it. Everyone created the comic book. There were various levels of degree of sophistication, but everyone did it. And what was amazing, and I showed this to the principal and the vice principal, and they was like, wow, there was an across the board, an effort that some kids in some other classes wouldn't make. And I think it's just because I made it Hey, listen. This is we're talking about comic books. It doesn't have to be serious. Um, so, let's just do that. But underneath, I was able to work in some really good things.
0: That's pretty incredible. One of the things that I want to commend you for is that we forget the especially today. Like <laughs> reading, so important, man. Like I, getting your kids to read is so important. By the way, you want to be successful in life as an adult, read. Like get out there and read and learn your your successful billionaire entrepreneurs have a weekly daily reading regimen they they read because that's how we learn right so those people never stop learning so hats off to you to getting kids to read. who cares if there are pretty pictures too right i don't care about that. What I care is that they learn from that. so I think that that you should be really really awesome about that um that's That's good work that's good stuff. The second thing um. Do you have, and I, I'm pretty sure you do, could you tell a story of like an aha moment that either the entire class had or maybe it was a student around, you know, a pop culture lesson you were referring to, comics, cartoons, or otherwise, that really resonated. Like, we get those as instructors. that That's the beautiful thing about what we do. Like, if, you, if you're doing a structural training, you're in, in a classroom, and all of a sudden, You get to see those aha moments if you could share one of those if you have one that's great
1: um okay so i would say i'm trying to remember i were trying to remember what we were reading i'm and i'm blanking on it hard um it'll probably come to me as i'm telling it but what we were what i was attempting to do was have a conversation about decisions, and sometimes um, you know you you have control over the decisions you make sometimes the decisions don't work out the way you want uh but you know you have to you, you got to make the decision so i'm tr- I'm really blanking so hard on what it was and i'm i'm sorry, I really apologize but um anyway, so the class. As I said, I, if you can envision the class, it was an art class and, and it, it, I was lucky to get this classroom because it was a classroom that um, the art teacher who was taking a sabbatical, she wasn't there for the year. So I was able to take her classroom and each classroom had these really big art desks. So it wasn't the, the little small desks that you think of when you think of of of, of high school or grade school, it was a kind of a almost like a mini conference desk and they could fit like six um six chairs around it. Um so I kind of group and the kids I let them pick their own seats. They picked stayed with their friends unless of course they were it was a big problem. But um I would divide I divided them up so it was like five tables, so it was five groups. And I, you know, each group was its was its own like comic book. So This group, unless one of the kids opted out, this group, this table, table one was was group one. You're creating your own comic book. So. So that's the set. So all the kids are in these groups. And then so I think it was it might have been the killing joke. Yes, it was. It was. That's what it was. I knew it would come to me. I'm old, but it's still up there. It was the killing joke. Um, and I don't know, uh, Scott, I'm, I think you know, Abby, are you familiar with The the Killing Joke? Okay. So The Killing Joke is a Batman um, comic book. It's not part of the main, well, there's some debate, but it's not necessarily part of the main um, Batman story, but it does have connections. So in this story, and I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody or you, Abby, if you read it, I suggest you do. But... The Joker does some really bad things to people in the, be- in, the th- in the beginning, and he's trying to make a point to Batman that one bad day, one bad decision could every anyone could literally turn to madness. Um, so I kind of use that as the, the, the jumping off to say, listen, you know, you can you can have a bad day. You can make you can make bad decisions or you can make the right decisions and you can still have a bad day and what i did i I don't remember the exact exercise but i got some input from my friend who was a teacher who worked at the school and she's like hey why don't you try doing this so we broke up the the kids into their groups and we i gave them each a kind of a scenario from the comic book and said how would you handle it like what would you do like and And I let them discuss it. And if they wanted to, and they battled it about amongst themselves and you know, each And then I let everyone go up and present what they would do in this scenario. And I said, okay, so group one, you would do this. You would, you would, um, for the sake of this conversation, group one, you would kill Batman group two. How do you feel about that? Like what, What, how would you, you know, you, and I'll say group two Your same circumstances, would you do that? And they would be like, no, we wouldn't kill Batman. We would do this. So it became this raging debate about the decisions and the repercussions of your decisions. Um, and this was all before COVID George Floyd. Um, but I will say this, I just a couple of weeks ago, I was on my way to, to school or to, to, to work. I was on a bus. One of the students that was in the class, um, he didn't know. He didn't see me. And I usually don't bother kids if they're with their friends unless they see me. And he got into an argument with another person and they got into a shoving match on the bus. It didn't get bad or anything like that. And no one had to get involved. They just, you know, and one of the kids got off. And I saw the kid later on in school and I told I pulled him aside and said, Hey, I just want to let you know, I was on the bus this morning. Um, I saw what happened. Do you remember that? Do you remember what we talked about about decisions and having making bad decisions and good decisions in the comic book class? He was like, Yeah, he's like, but this, you know, this happened and this happened. I was like, All right, well, what would happen if you made you made a different decision in that moment? And it was a really quick conversation. I don't know if I got through to him. I don't know if I saved his life. I don't, I wanna think that I did, but I wanna think that I didn't, a, a supervillain wasn't created that in that moment or a young African-American kid, um, the next time he's in public will think about a decision that he makes that could potentially impact his life. So that I think is probably the best story I could tell. And I know it was a long-winded and roundabout way, but I think I tried to connect what you asked me and what a real-life scenario, what the outcome of that this conversation.
0: I got the goosebumps. <laughs> that's a that's a fantastic story, and how yeah. blessed you are. You know what I'm saying? So many of us, especially in instructional design, I mean, I often joke with my team like we just design, ship, and pray. We're just going to go ahead and throw something out there. We, we don't get to see the, so many of us don't get to see the fruits of our labors. I was reminded from a mentor a while ago about, like, our job might be just to plant the seed. Somebody else gets to water it. So you, you my friend, planted the seed, watered it, and you got to see a little bud growing on a plant. And maybe you see that plant or that, that plant turn into a tree someday and that those are life, altering moments those are that's what life's all about so again kudos to you for that
2: yeah i mean i think it's a win that he remembered the lesson at all i mean i would have felt good after that right (laughs) that's that's big on my book but it just it's a great reminder that we don't have to take like teach really complex things to be successful in what we teach that you know simple lessons can be really powerful and effective and that's that's the stuff that has staying power. I think so.
1: Absolutely. And and Scott, to your point about what you do and sometimes creating it and not seeing the, you know, how it pays off. And my current role as the program director, part of the thing, part of what I'm tasked with is creating and designing the activity schedule for the program. So I have X amount of kids um, that are that, that are signed up to my program. A s- percentage of those kids come to my program every day or, well, right now it's three days a week because of COVID, but in this fall, they will be back to five days a week. So I'm creating a program um, that has to fill three hours a day of activity, and I have by the city standards, I have to... Fill that those hours with certain number of hours a week with physical education, STEM, um, uh, literacy, leadership and youth development. So I have to create I have to create the schedule, but I'm not implementing it. I I have to create these activities and then I have um, staff group leaders that are the ones that have to implement it. And it's a whole different set of skills to, that goes into trying to design something to have an output, but you don't have any direct control over the process. Like as a supervisor, as a program director, I can I can be the supervisor and I can but that I don't have the I don't have the bandwidth to do all that because I have 50 other things that I have to do administratively. So. I, I have to rely on my staff. Fortunately, I have a really good staff, but they are young. They're mostly college students or very young adults or young adults, like young, know, you know, early early twenties. So they're still learning and they're still in school. So it is a whole different mindset when you're creating this program to for these young people, um, and you're trying to get these certain outcomes, like. You want you want them to learn how you want them so to, to learn how to process emotions. You want to learn to learn certain skills. You want them to learn how to work collaboratively within a group and all these things. And it's really, really hard to design something and not have any control over the output. So I understand what you're saying when you say that. Yeah. It,
0: it, it's hard, but. Every once in a while, you know, magic happens. And if you're doing the right things from a leadership perspective, you know, decentralized commands is a big thing. It's something that that I talk a lot lot about. And that's just, you know, I have to at some point in in time trust those people beneath me to do a really good job versus trying to micromanage everything because that's insanity. And, And yet a lot of people do it a lot. Um. We're uh going to need to wrap some things up here, but I just man, we're going to have to have you back on because I I know you have like a million other stories. Um but if you could as we kind of wind down our conversation tonight, like what are some what are some things that you learned in this process, you know, designing a course around something that you're passionate in, um putting it out there and ultimately learning with your audience from that initiative that that you wouldn't mind sharing with our audience with the intent that they could do the same and i'm not saying that they would go out and create their own comic book class because that's plagiarism you already did it so we can't do that but (laughs) you know what what advice would you give our audience around some of the things that you've learned through this experience uh
1: a couple of things so first i would um just like, trust your, trust your gut, um, because, like I said, I didn't, I did not plan this, I didn't design this life, this life um, kind of fell, I, 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 I say that I, I tripped, well, I don't say this, actually, a friend of mine, Chris says this, he says, you tripped and fell as backwards into the perfect life. Um, and I, he's right. I really did. But what I, but what, what I think was very, very key was I trusted myself that said that I could do it. I, I had a lot of fears. I had, like I said, before this, I had never stepped foot in the classroom as a, as an educator. It took me a very long time to get, to get comfortable with describing myself as an educator because I wasn't classically trained as an, idiot. uh, so, but I trusted that I knew the material well enough and was passionate enough to convey the material. Um, know your passion, like, you know, what, and whatever you're passionate about, there's, there's a tribe out there for, for that passion. Um, there is a tribe somewhere. It, it, and, and if you really, if you want to m- really incorporate your passion more so into your life, not everyone can make their passion, their, you know, their livelihood, uh, but find some small way to incorporate it. If it's doing a podcast, if it's writing a book, if it's writing a children's book, if it's, if it's, um, writing a novel, if it's making a web whatever it is doing a course whatever you're passionate about there's there's a tribe out there that's also passionate about it and you can learn you can connect with them and you can share that passion um and that will uh bring more more joy into your life i think um and then just you know just 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 be just just go with it you know just go with it
2: i mean have you fully given up on the life coach thing because i feel like i would I'd be happy to pay you to hear more of this.
1: I'm just—it's—it's <laughs> yeah, it's, you know—it's so—it's so hilarious you say that because um, another aspect like right now what I'm also doing is I'm doing a I'm running a mentorship pro I'm in charge of I'm the coordinator for the mentoring program that we're doing as in our organization and I've been mentoring young people and helping them and I'm like yeah I'm kind of getting that 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 itch to be a coach again so. <laughs> It, it, might, it might develop. I don't know. Who knows? Um, we'll, we'll see what the universe has in store for me. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, I definitely... It's a possibility. Thank you. That's a kind word. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, you'd be there. great. You'd be <laughs> absolutely great, Docam.
0: Hey, how can our audience find more of you and your sage wisdom, pop culture or otherwise?
1: I am currently... On a really cool podcast called the Vintage Geeks Podcast, which there are two other people like me who just have an amass and a huge knowledge of pop culture, uh, comic books, movies, toys, all that stuff. And we get together and, and, and sit around and we're all middle aged and we just talk about. Vintage stuff that probably doesn't matter a hill of beans, but it it keeps us busy and it keeps the, the other two are married. It keeps um keeps their wives from killing them, uh, and and me it gives me something to do in between my working hours. So it's called the Vintage Geeks. Uh, it's a podcast. Uh, we don't have a website or anything like that. We're not fancy. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on uh instagram and i think twitter i don't know but we're we're out there um and as far as me i'm just i'm just i'm i'm just me i'm just out here i'm on facebook i'm on all the other you know social media stuff but you're gonna find me on facebook talking about and sharing memes about coffee and comic books because those are my two my two passions in life are coffee and comic books and the only other thing i love is my son so it's one of those three things
0: Fantastic. Love it. Yeah. Uh, Vin- the vintage geeks podcast is great. Uh, uh, avid listener, um, friends with all you guys, David and Joe are, are, fantastic. Um, even if you like to talk about DC way too much in my humble opinion, but that's just
1: my <laughs> humble opinion. Uh, but that, that's, that's all on Joe and David. I'm more of the, I'm, I'm more of the Marvel yeah.
0: guy. So. <laughs> <But> it's, it's, <laughs> it's a unique perspective um and, and a ton of fun. You guys should totally go check that podcast out. It's a lot of fun. Okay, thank you so much. Abby. Yes, yeah, Scott. Uh, well, could you do us a kind favor since Dan is out farting around in the family truckster and can you go ahead and tell our audience how they could uh, interact with us?
2: Yeah, of course. Guys, if you want to email us, if you want to tell us about your favorite comic books or have ideas that you want us to talk about on our next podcast, email us at learningnerdscast at gmail.com. And you can find us on social too. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook page is at learningnerds and Instagram is Fab Learning Nerds. And we'd love to hear from you.
0: Thank you, Abby. That was fantastic. Way better than Dan. Uh, I appreciate it. Folks, <laughs> that's going to wrap us up for this evening. Do us a favor. If you like the show, Hit subscribe, subscribe to the show so you always get the new episodes. Share this out with your friends. Got a couple friends that like to uh, talk about nerdy learning stuff? Please uh, share the uh, share the episode on social media. Share with the friends. The More people we get on here, the more fun we'll have uh, talking about groovy stuff. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher or any of the popular um, podcast sharing sites, please leave us a review. It helps us grow the show and get us out to more people. And with that, I'm Scott. I'm Abby.
1: And I'm Dr. Chum.
0: And we're your Fabulous Learning Nerds, and we are out. Thanks for listening to the Fabulous Learning Nerds. You know, there are a lot of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.